Welcome to Partner Ops Partner. I'm your host, Aaron Howerton. Folks, it's been a couple of weeks. I did say I was going to take a break, and I have been taking a break. I've been focusing on mostly like really stewing in some ideas, figuring out what's going to be next. What's the thing I should be working on? I do have a couple of what I would consider to be revenue opportunities in front of me. And so when you've been doing this kind of work for free and helping people out and doing this work and somebody comes along and says, hey, maybe we can, you know, work together and, and solve some problems and create some revenue, you pivot and you go that direction. And, and one of the things I have to think about, which is the focus of today's podcast, is who's the audience for partner operations? Now, I've been talking about partner operations on this podcast and in my writing for several months now. I've been working specifically in partner operations uh, with really focused on that partner operations space for almost a year, a little over a year and a half now, but it's almost five years being in and out of channel operations, right? Channel being for me, uh, ch- channel is one of those words, right? Channel is, it, it could mean any, any any avenue for making revenue is potentially a channel. There's a channel, there's a channel, there's a channel. In software, in legacy, channel typically, for me, uh, has always meant resellers. The context of people using that words is typically a reseller network. And that's really where I got started. I spent four years working in and around and supporting that through enablement, operations, uh, sales ops, partner ops, channel ops, whatever you want to call it. Then I pivoted into full-on partner ops um, at Six Cents, where I was working across all these other programs and program models. And I did that, and now I'm back into a channel org at Atlassian, where um, there are, you know, there's the channel side of the business, and then there's like a, what they call the marketplace economy side. So all that context for me is about thinking about what I really like to do. You've seen me, if you've been paying attention, the three or four of you, I write about partner architecture, right? I love, love, love partner tech. I like what's happening in the space. I love software in general. I've been working in SaaS companies for at this point, my entire career, except for a brief stint where I was a multi-line claims adjuster. And I have really focused myself, gotten kind of personally very interested in software, software development, software development process, how that impacts operations. Are we running operations in line with that? And then I have to think about all these things. And you work through the headache of being in partner operations. And, and my ongoing headache with being in partner operations is that it's a very reactive role. You're trying to solve problems the business already has that they think they know the solution to, and they've already made programmatic or high-level sales decisions around what they're going to do, and you don't have any a lot of flexibility a lot of time, at least I haven't, in, in being able to come back and say, what if we reimagine this in a new way? And when you want to and you bring that up, sometimes people are like, oh, that sounds really great, but we're kind of too far down shoot. We'll have to think about that for the future. And you and I both know that when you leave technical debt, those breadcrumbs of technical debt behind you, um, nobody picks those up. All right, those things tend to live and stay and, and breathe and uh, create problems and exacerbate in your systems for years. And so I have this different mindset about what I do with my operational rhythms. Like I want to get operations not because I, I like to do manual operations. And that, that's another thing I've noticed. People say operations, they just assume you run me, oh good, you're gonna run the reports, you're gonna run the data. Like, no, 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 I don't wanna do that stuff. Like, I don't like doing that stuff any more than the next guy. I wanna design, strategize, uh, think forward, right, about how we're building operational rhythms so that that stuff is easy to do for you. I wanna empower you, my end user, to do your job the way you need to. 
I don't want to create more work for me because you have a pressing need. Your pressing need shouldn't shouldn't result in more additional manual work and process that an ops team in the U.S. or anywhere else has to keep up with. I mean, if I think about my audience for this messaging, I mean, I talk to partner ops people all day long. We have great conversations, and they all agree. We will gripe and complain about these tendencies, but that's not helping all the time, right? Like, it's good to get things off our chest, but it's also frustrating because it's not necessarily changing the audience. So if we want to talk about who do we influence in partner operations, who is our audience? Well, partnership people are our audience. We want to help them develop better process and strategies. I think one of the big things the industry needs is better standardization. Like every Everybody shouldn't be reinventing the wheel on how you manage partnerships in a CRM, for example. Yes, there may be things your business needs, and a lot of that, I would say most of that, is predicated on how you've already developed your CRM before you get to partnership. And so what kind of account model do we do, and how do we build references, and what do we do with that, and what do we do with this? Those are all unique to each business because they have to solve the problems. They have to solve the problem for around the problems they've already created in their CRM. That's what's happening. So you get to your partner tech partners, and they have all these different needs, and they're not helping you, most likely, build good architecture because that's not their job. They are here to sell you a certain amount of tech, and then maybe you don't get that covered in what you're doing. Um, but partner tech companies aren't entirely my audience. I love working with them. I know several founders. I've talked to these folks on a regular basis, uh, different CEOs. It, it's interesting to see what they're doing with their product and to try to give them feedback to make it better. But once again, they have roadmaps. They have their stuff. So again, who is the audience? And here's what I've come to. Here's what I've come to land on for me personally. I, I like talking to partner ops people because we can identify these problems and work on ideas together. I like talking to partner tech because I think they need feedback on where they're headed and what's going on. Um, they need that operational mindset, I think, in how they sell and build and approach. But the real audience for partner operations is a CRO. I've had some really interesting conversations with some friends of mine, and, and this idea keeps popping up in my head and not because well because put it this way it's it's happening because the CRO has a budget at the end of the day if I go out and want to do anything partner operationally I'm either going to get a full-time job in partner operations or I'm going to have to go build partnerships with other people doing consulting who need operational support and then figure out how to offer that support and I also don't want to spend all day every day trying to run process for multiple companies or build architecture um, from the ground up over and over again for people um, because it's going to be custom every time. Like, and, and there's just no budget for somebody right now. There's not a lot of room for someone to hire a fractional partner ops role in a full-time capacity in the kind of companies I like to work with which for me is early stage companies because those are that's where you can make a difference is early stage. That's where you can set up the architecture you need. That's where you can get the foundational pieces in play for scale. When you're working with later stage companies uh, who are already public or, or late stage series investment, you might be too late to begin to influence that foundational growth. They're already growing and you're acting reactive. So I'm looking for opportunities to get early stage or if to not go early stage to come in with very specific rhythms to support. And that's where the CRO comes in because right now everyone is looking for revenue. And if you work in partner operations, one of the things you can do, I think, to accelerate your career and to accelerate the growth of our space 
and defining what we can do for people. It's to go identify the revenue opportunities and the core rhythms and partnership that can contribute to those revenue opportunities growth. For example, if you're in partner ops or if you work in an agency program and you want to get more out of your agencies, there's two approaches, right? You can double down on your high value agencies, work to trim the fat a little bit, focus on the ones that need growth, reinvest in those teams for marketing, build your MDF, right? You can drive the marketing and the marketing ops and the marketing investment there. That should help when you're asking for money and investment. The other thing you need to do is find a really good path to recruit your ideal partner profile into that program because if we can't get 2x out of our top performing partners, right? What if we take our top 10 and we can replicate those with 10 more partners? Instead of signing up 90 next year, let's just sign up 10 that we know we're gonna do it. Let's invest in that front. We need a good recruitment rhythm. We need a good enablement rhythm. We need a good marketing rhythm. All of that becomes revenue generating opportunities because every partner we add, adds expected X in revenue from sourced revenue. But if you don't have ops, helping you put that picture together, or if you don't have access to RevOps or the people or the data to do that, you can't sell that story, and that's the story you need to take to the CRO to be able to get the investment you want. Right? Hey, CRO, if I can get 10 more agency partners, we can get our source revenue up to 2x. Last year, our source revenue from the agency program, by the way, closed at 70% compared to anything that direct generated on its own, closing at 45%. Like, you need to know these numbers. That's the that's the way you get budget. That's going to be the way you get the conversation is you need to be able to come back and prove it. All of that requires a good operational rhythm, but it doesn't necessarily require dedicated partner ops. It requires everyone working in these capacities to understand how the partner data layer works, how it fits within the org. Can we split things by partner? Can we split things by program? Can we see all of our core numbers in light of how partnerships are connected and that's how you're going to measure impact. So I'm shifting my thought model. I just wanted to put this out there this week that I, I'm shifting my mentality around this and figuring out who is it we're talking to. Because I can spend all day talking to partner operations people and we can, we can lament all the problems we have and the challenges with partner tech and the architecture. But we need to tie all of these conversations back to revenue generation, revenue support, revenue growth, revenue stability. How does working in partnerships to add new partners, uh, reduce churn. How does it impact TLV? How does it impact your, uh, we, you know, talking about metrics, lagging indicators versus leading indicators. That's where partner ops can really start, I think, to paint a different picture for people. So that's kind of where I'm looking right now. If I think about what I'm going to be doing in the next six months, hopefully it's going to be working and training partner program leaders on the core operational rhythms they need to have in place to do scalable growth, right? All the things you're going to have to do for every program that are really consistent that every program lead needs. Then maybe going into program by programmatic piece, like what kind of program are you running? What different operational rhythms are you gonna need? Helping people think more broadly about that because it's always program people at the, at the start. Ops people don't show up early. Ops people are typically, in my experience so far, series C or later. Um, that might even tighten up a little bit with the economy where it's at. So, this is kind of that's what's on my brain is. I don't know what's on your brain. Hopefully, this has been helpful. I needed to get this out of my head, and here we are. I have a podcast. It's what it's for. So we did it. I appreciate your time, as always. I would love to hear from you, as always. Shoot me a message on LinkedIn. Uh, go to the website, partnerobspartner.com. Send me a message there. Uh, let me know what you think. Let me know what your thought, what's going on. Let me know your challenges. Um, continuing to try to be uh, a voice in partner operations and help people understand it better. I appreciate your time. Good luck partnering.